0: Halloween in the middle of
1: nowhere. Your friends are true. The ceremony will end you. Everyone has one fear that strikes to the bone. Are you afraid of horses? Claustrophobia. Saw no, the movie and haven't been in no. the water since. <laughs> I'm not afraid of anything.
0: There's some things you don't know about me and my family. This Halloween fear has a name. Morty was carved by my ancestors many generations ago. Morty's back. You can't hide from what's inside you. you when are nothing I see the fear in your eyes. The fear. Probably night. You're not scared as scary as Pace.
1: Welcome to Definitely First Blood. My name is Mitch. And I'm Christopher, and we are a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror movies from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, and sometimes today.
0: Wacha! Wacha. Hi.
1: Mitch is back today. Hey, it's it's
0: me. My name is Mitch, and I will be a (laughs) co-host on this podcast.
1: Yeah, poor people had to listen to me complain about Bly Manor for an extended period of time last week. We had talked about it before, and I concur with
0: what Christopher has said.
1: So a resounding
0: meh. Yeah. You can open your beer. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> well, I'm not going to fumble with it because the pressure's on. I got to get a clean... There we go. <sighs> what I will say about *Blind Manor is it's part of a trend of narration, narratives Yep. that I feel like we're going to see more of where... If it had been a heterosexual relationship, huge plot elements just wouldn't make sense. I don't know. And that, I don't know why it sticks in my craw, but it kind of does for ones like this. So then it's like, just naturally like, it's almost like it's a feature of the fact that it's a queer relationship, that it's supernatural, or that this is like transcendent, or like Uh da-na-na-na-na.
1: Uh-huh. have you been reading any books or anything?
0: Yes. Lots, I right? I have been listening to a great series of which I can only remember the first book's name. Uh, it's called uh, uh, Clark
1: and Lovecraft. Oh, right. You were telling me about this one. Yes.
0: And uh, dear listener, if you're anything like me, when you heard that title, you rolled your freaking eyes all the <laughs> way back and you're like, great, another fucking kitschy, lovecraft spin off that's like twee and all that sort of a little bit yeah uh and i am pleased to report there is not in the slightest anything like that which i really i don't know the writing is fantastic for a book with such a terrible name <laughs> and i'm listening to the sequel and it the writing is equally fantastic oh good that's the great. way that like they talk about uh really abstract concepts, the the imagery that they use. It's like nice and simple, Cormac McCarthy, uh like really like stripped down prose, but more in like a boiled noir sort of way. And it's a I would say it definitely dabbles in the horror genre. The first one's got a lot of body horror. You were talking
1: about it to me a little bit, so Mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah man. I don't know how to read, so We'll get there one day, but
0: that's why we do a podcast about movies, which you don't have to read anything in ever at all.
1: Rolling right along with our Halloween episodes, which is creeping up very fast. Today is the 24th, 23rd? 22nd. 22nd, okay. It's close.
0: (laughs) You know. It's not like we have appointments to keep or lots of people to meet in this quarantine season. Exactly.
1: I do think that this is a fun... Halloween centric slasher yes that I would say probably it is not without its problems but I like I still enjoy it well I was
0: gonna say probably hasn't had a huge number of eyes on it
1: probably not yeah
0: yeah. I don't know I agree with you like what you're saying if you're looking for something new and interesting
1: uh that will keep your attention it goes by very fast I think it's like an hour and twenty. Five-ish minutes. Oh, really? That's great. Um, and it just like zips by. It, it all, it very much feels sort of like a TV movie. Oh, yes. In a lot of ways, I um, will say most of the cinematography is
0: slightly above
1: that. Yeah. Somehow, I guess because we're also watching it in 1999 quality so it's like (laughs) it really adds to it that's true and and i don't know how we watched television in those little tiny boxes yeah (laughs) so small how do you cram the whole plot
0: in there the fear
1: a halloween night halloween i'm gonna probably use it interchangeably it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter uh also known as the fear of resurrection both my names Mm -hmm. directed by chris angel not that chris angel what uh, this guy would go on to direct Wishmaster three and four, and he's an editor now for things like Valerie's Home Cooking, Southern at Heart, and then a bunch of behind the scenes videos like the music of Pride and Prejudice, the women of Forbidden Kingdom, the man behind Carlos Santana. So like just like little featurettes probably on like box sets or something. Uh, the
0: dogs that ate uh, uh, Paramount executives.
1: It is written by Kevin Richards. He's an animator now. And it stars Betsy Palmer as grandmother. Pamela Voorhees herself.
0: Yes, and even I recognize that. Nice.
1: (laughs) Gordon Curry as Mike. He was also in Jason Takes Manhattan as Miles. He's the guy who gets impaled on the antenna. I don't know if you would remember that. Uh, He's also in Terror Within 2, Puppet Master 4... He is the villain in that, I'm not going to say his name, uh, the Left Behind Trilogy, Puke. Ah. Seems like he stopped acting about 10 years ago in 2009. Um, According to his IMDb, and obviously, grain of salt, he's maybe a cop now. It was just sort of like a vague and unclear statement where it was like, You could see him on this reality show, but I could not find any clips of it online that featured him Ooh. to like verify it or anything. I love that. And it honestly could have been, he got pulled over in it because it was like a traffic cop sort of show. Wow. Where, maybe he like, yeah.
0: maybe he narrates it.
1: Maybe. Uh, Stacey Grant as Peg, she's in a bunch of Canadian series and she looks very familiar. She looks. Ex- she looks like every Canadian actress from the late 90s. So many of them. Like, she looks like the actor uh, from, like, Being Erica. She kind of has an Amy Brenneman thing going on. She definitely has a...
0: Yes. Yes. Thank you. (laughs)
1: Exactly. She's got a little bit of a Padgett Brewster look to her. She
0: does. Amy Brenneman's the one from E.R., right? Or the one from Leftovers. The Leftovers, yeah. Both of them look to me; they fall in the same. They fall in the same box, although I can tell them apart.
1: So she was in a bunch of TV um, in the '90s, like First Wave, Cold Squad, Da Vinci's Inquest. Uh, Philip Reese as Mitch. We both have uh, namesakes in this movie. We do, and they're both shitty characters. Yeah, well, the Mitch, <laughs> like I say, the
0: Mitch character is always a shitty person. Although I like this guy. It's that phenomenon where like the one character or the one actor with an accent, you can't really accurately suss out their acting because (laughs) their accent is so strong compared to everyone else. And I love it. He was comic relief, even though he was a misogynistic scumbag. Well, he was comic relief and he was a misogynistic scumbag.
1: He's been in loads of things, um, mostly in the early 2000s, most notably Oh, sorry. I'm reading someone else's shit. So he was in lots of stuff, too. A lot of these people have been booked, blessed, and busy. So Congratulations. he was in 24 as Reza Nair. Of course. Uh, he was Jude Sawyer in Nip Tuck. Most recently, he was in Night Flyers and Tell Me a Story. Then we had Mike, or MYC. Agnew as Chris. He looks very similar to Eric Balfour to me. Um, I don't know if you would know who Eric Balfour is. Oh, I see. Uh, anyway, he's predominantly a producer now for such smash hits as Showgirls 2, so- Zombie, Apocalyptica, and more. Uh, Emmanuel Voget as Jennifer. She's in loads of things, particularly in the early 2000s, most notably Saw 2 and 4, Smallville, One Tree Hill. Uh, she was one of the detectives on CSI New York. She's in Two and a Half Men. Interesting. She's also briefly in a relationship with Chuck Lorre.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. She had those small oval uh, '90s glasses. Glasses.
1: She's in Lost Girl, Mistresses, and she's transitioned into a lot of like Lifetime Hallmark sort of stuff. Hey, get paid. Kelly Benson is Lisa Ann. She's not really in anything. Uh, Byron Chief Moon as Crow. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Bud, if you could guess a movie in the last 10 years that he's in, what would you guess?
0: In the last 10 years? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, The
0: one where The Rock with Carla Cagino.
1: No. Twilight New Moon. Of (laughs) course. (laughs)
0: Where they basically were just like anyone with IMDb credits
1: (laughs) Uh, he was also in White Fang 2, North of 60, Scary Movie 3. He's a dancer and choreographer who founded the Coyote Arts Percussive Performance Association. Sweet. He is a member of the Blackfoot tribe, and he is a member of the First Nations Two-Spirited Gay Community. He has three kids and a partner that he lives with. Uh, Rachel Hayward as Trish. She's pretty much been consistently booked and busy since 1990. She's in Hellraiser Hellseeker, Jake 2.0, lots of Mm Lifetime-type movies. Brandon Baser as Ned. He was recurring on The X-Files from 1995 to 1997 as Agent Pendrell. He was a voice in Mobile Suit Gundam. He, too, is in so many things. And as Morty, we have John Paul Fidel, who is a special effects makeup artist? He worked on From Dust Till Dawn, The Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe, Puppet Master Ford, They, Hatchet, The Mist, Alien vs. Predator, uh Predators. He also directed some porn.
0: Great. Yeah. And he's inside that weird costume.
1: <laughs> the costume is hurting. It's pretty rough. I feel like
0: Wood was always one of those textures that's very hard. Especially carved wood.
1: Yeah, to make it look realistic. They did an okay job, I guess. It's serviceable. I, I would, I would say.
0: Hey, you just gotta suspend your disbelief.
1: We do kind of need to address some of the elephants. Mm-hmm. Is there a golem named Morty? Yes, there is. Is there extremely poor depictions of First Nations culture? Yes, there is. Yes,
0: in all the worst ways. Yeah. basically, like, existing solely for my. I
1: will say (laughs) that in regards to, like, the mythos with the First Nations and indigenous Mm -hmm. stuff, they just sort of are, like, this, this, and then they move on. They don't, like, dwell on it and try and... (laughs) Really weave it in there. Like it, this—it's mentioned at the beginning in regards to like this ceremony that they're doing, and then it's just sort of like, okay, it's gone now.
0: And they never even really get around to doing the ceremony.
1: No, they don't. (laughs) Um, Can
0: you imagine having a friend that carves you a full-on life-size face mask of your murderous father out of wood? That's That's a good friend.
1: It's not really his murderous father. It's just Morty's face, and Morty's been there for generations. Who was originally carved by the First Nations? Crow says.
0: I thought that the mask that he made for Mike was in his father's image. Oh, was it? It's your greatest fear. It might have been. I
1: didn't. I've never really paid too much attention to it. I just always assumed it was just a Morty mask.
0: Well, it's definitely hard to tell, and that's sort of what I was asking. There is a scene partway through where it sort of uh, uh, superimposes the dad's face Mm -hmm. over the.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. But, anyways. So we start with little Mike and his mom driving home from trick or treating. She's boop. a witch. He's a skeleton. Of course. They come across a car with its window smashed out and another one that's just totally empty.
0: And there's someone screaming.
1: And, of course, the mom goes to investigate mm-hmm. and she sees a girl get axe murdered by her husband.
0: Oh, no. That's literally the most embarrassing <laughs> thing. Can you imagine?
1: He spots her, but he doesn't recognize her. Because of the costume, I'm guessing. Because she's a witch. Yeah. And she runs away, but then she ends up getting the axe before he realizes it's her. Not only that, it's right in front of Mike.
0: Oh, no. His son, the skeleton.
1: Blood drips onto his hands, presumably passing on the curse. Yeah. And then his dad throws him in the trunk with Morty.
0: Nice. I
1: do think that this opening scene is okay.
0: Yes. In terms of
1: opening scenes.
0: Uh, Can you imagine how terrifying it would be to be a child? But kudos to this skeleton child for cracking... Skeleton Mike for cracking open that
1: safety glow stick. Uh, This does hit some of the same beats as Fever Lake Mm -hmm. in some ways. And then it's 20 years later. Of course. We get right to our driving to the place scene. Which is always nice. We have adult Mike and his pals. Um, They have a convo about how everyone is going to get laid and everything is about getting laid. It's very yes. 90s. They're really trying to do some like scream dialogue Come here. Come on, man. But they're not quite as snappy in any way. Um so they're on their way to Mike's familial home in Hackett yes. for Halloween. Oh, we I even get, get some backstory on Halloween and a mention of Michael Myers. Sam Hain. They talk about the highwayman who is the serial killer From who would torture people until they reveal their innermost fears, which we did not see in the opening scene. He pretty much just does away with her Well, maybe, fast. Maybe her greatest fear was being axe murdered in the woods. It could have been, like, someone tricking her. Uh... Like, pulling over and being like, oh... Like, maybe he sabotaged her car, so she had to stop. And then he, likes she's alone on a deserted road. That is very scary. Well,
0: the way that I was... Because remember when Morty later stops their car by turning into a tree... Yes. Because, like, what if that was his ruse to stop them? Oh. So they basically had to get out. But anyways, that's never spelled out. So that's my speculation.
1: They arrive to Grandma's house, which is this huge palatial estate. Yeah, a
0: mansion.
1: And out she comes, Betsy Palmer.
0: Hello, everyone. We stand.
1: I did like her character. I think Mams is, like, a pretty... She cares about her family yes. too much. Too much. But I did like the characterization of her. I actually did like a lot of the characterization of the characters leading up to things. Like I <laughs> liked the little scenes that they have with each other where you sort of get like a feel of their like, characters. oh,
0: this one's the mom of the And
1: character. I think they all get at least one scene each to like- Develop their gets Get some character development That's in. very
0: true. So Grandmother and Peg uh, commiserate that there's no ring after four and a half years yeah very awkward that that's like the first thing that you talk about with her
1: and then she lifts a suitcase with ease that ned says is heavy should we go over the characters there are a lot which is good a good body count Mm -hmm. we have um jennifer nerdy girl with glasses Mm -hmm. ned nerdy guy with glasses chris bro peg leading lady mike leading man Mm -hmm. lisa ann Beautiful religious one. Yes. Then eventually Mitch and Trish, who are like the yuppies.
0: Yes. Mitch is the British one.
1: As soon as, like, Mike gets inside, he starts having visions of the past in the mirror. He asks about Crow, friend from childhood.
0: Yes. He, uh, doesn't he look at the framed portrait of his father with the axe? Stare into it?
1: hmm He sort of does that, because, like, he talks with Graham. Mm-hmm for a little bit, and she's like, oh, you should go up upstairs and see Crow. He's in his place, which is the attic. His grandfather's like, you missed someone from the other room, and he comes in, and his grandfather's tending to the fire. And then this is the first time that we're introduced to that portrait of his, his dad yes. with an axe on the wall. Yes, very true. And the grandfather's
0: sort of uh, brusque. He's him. very gruff, yeah. Or he's like, oh, come on, why don't you say to hello to family first?
1: Mike hears some coughing. Mm-hmm. So I assume... It's because Crow is smoking weed.
0: Oh, nice. I didn't get
1: that. Because when he goes up there, there's no more coughing or anything. That's true. He goes into Crow's room, um, doesn't even knock, just sort of lets himself in. Mm -hmm. And there's Crow and Morty ominously covered in a sheet. Yep.
0: Guess he just keeps him that way at all times. This
1: poor actor playing Morty is moving the whole time. It does not look like wood at all, and it is a delight.
0: The eyes, the human eyes embedded in this
1: quote-unquote wood staring out at you (laughs) judging you for watching we get the gist that they're performing this ceremony Mm -hmm. with mike's friends so crow gives him that death mask to help him enter a dream state to overcome his fear
0: where he will
1: become what he fears most and see through its eyes and etc chris and peg come up and they see morty and we get the story that morty was carved by indigenous people to ward off evil Morty was the name apparently chosen by Mike's father. Yeah, it was a store mannequin for a long time. Mitch and Trish arrive in their hot sports car. Yeah, the Maserati. And everybody comes out to greet them. They're, they also wear leather jackets. Yeah. They're very cool.
0: And Mitch smokes. So yeah. So he's reckless.
1: The next morning at breakfast, Mike tells them all the intentions with this Halloween party that they're having.
0: I asked you all to think about your greatest fear. And now you'll have to dress up as it as well.
1: Grandpa hates the idea of it.
0: It's a terrible idea, he says. Mams is like, you haven't had
1: any fun since Reagan was governor.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> so I guess they're in California.
1: They'll be doing this fear circle where they all have to dress as their worst fears mm-hmm. so that they can banish them forever. And overcome them. Mitch, is he makes a joke that he's going to come dressed as a fat chick with mm-hmm. saggy tits, which... And then Trish checks her boobs. And I was
0: like, oh.
1: I love Trish. Yeah. Best character of the movie.
0: She's like the sisterly villager in Animal Crossing, (laughs) basically, where she tells it like it is. She's
1: very supportive. She's there every time someone needs her. So Mike goes and wanders around in the woods with this death mask. And then things start getting all warped and skewed when he goes into his... Fugue state and he or whatever, just sort of passes falls out on
0: the ground, which would suck because you probably hit your head all the time. And
1: then back in the kitchen, Trish and Peg talk about how Peg still feels like they're just dating, just dating. It's been four years, four and a half years. Trish drops that she's been married twice. <gasps> ah.
0: What? Trouble between Mister and Missus J. Crew?
1: Sort of. Is he tramping around?
0: No, nothing like that. It's been four and a half years, good years. But it still feels like we're dating. That's not so bad. Not in the way you'd want. Are you looking for a gold ring? It's not a bad start. But you're not sure if he's the one. Yeah, I guess that's it. I'm not sure, and lately it's getting worse. My mother once gave me two questions to ask myself about a man. I only wish I had listened to her before I got married twice. What are they? Well, number one, do you think he s- has the same ideas as you do about children and a family? Absolutely. And number two. This one's important. Imagine you're 60 years old, and you're in a rowboat out in the middle of the lake, and you're having a great time doing nothing. Is he the one sitting next to you? I'm gonna go find him. Peg, okay. you know, no matter how long you've been going out, it's never too late to play hard to get. I'm worried about him. He's been really stressed lately, and been having dizzy spells and uh, I want to talk to him anyway thank you
1: I actually really like the scene between them I thought it gave them character depth by just having like a conversation and that's always a nice thing in terms of like a movie
0: very true where it's not just all about we gotta outrun the
1: haunted mummy exactly It just sort of gives you it see here's the thing I liked about this movie these people seem like they had a relationship with each other all of them prior to coming to this house mm-hmm. whereas a lot of it in a lot of movies like this they're like oh you remember my... Th- <laughs> yeah, how did we all end up here? We're nothing alike. It is a bit of a stretch that none of them know what the other ones are afraid of. I agree. Or that it's
0: all new to all of them. And that yeah. it all just happens to be confronted in real time during the course of the next day and a half.
1: Oh yeah, we forgot to mention that while they're having breakfast or whatever, Trish mentions the serial killer and then she causes grandfather to cut himself. Mm-hmm. And then Lisa Ann is terrified of blood. She so she like... Freaks out.
0: Get get out of here with that blood. It's one of
1: those physiological sort of things mm-hmm. where people just pass out. as A set of blood.
0: Exactly. They can't control it.
1: So after this conversation with Peg and Trish,
0: mm-hmm.
1: she's essentially like, for the first time, she brings up the okay. You're 60. You're in a boat in the middle of the lake. Who are you mm-hmm. with? You just know
0: it intuitively, and that's how you know.
1: Plus, you have this, this
0: all the same opinions about family and children. <laughs> those are the two key things. Which is such a, like, typical, uh, you know, like, that's, that's the thread that's woven through the entire uh-huh. movie. You know, it ties everything together.
1: And this pushes Peg to leave to go talk to Mike. Yeah. Who she finds at his father's gravestone wearing the death mask. But she doesn't realize it at first, and she's pouring her heart out. Yeah, she really confronts him about him being stressed and distant, and she wants to talk to him about this or just like talk to him about whatever. Remarkably mature
0: for any movie like this that we ever have, yeah. where it's more just like, "Hey, we'll cheat on each other in the in as a b plot, you know, like Mitch and Trish, sort exactly. of. It. Well, Mitch." When he gets up suddenly and reveals he's been lost in thought wearing his father's wooden face over his face and she's not taking it or it doesn't sound like he's taking it seriously.
1: And he divulges that his dizzy spells are actually more like I'm passing out and losing time spells. Mm -hmm. Which is very troubling, I would say. Probably go get a brain scan.
0: Oh, and one more thing. My parents didn't die in a car accident. Uh, My father ax-murdered my mother to death. And then hung himself and I saw the whole gosh darn thing while I was five year old.
1: They're 25. I did like that, that they were like older
0: people as well. A little bit more established. Plus it's more believable with the cast.
1: Yes, definitely. (laughs) I think he was in his 30s. Things get pretty dramatic between the two of them. He starts beating the tombstone with a stick.
0: Until the stick
1: falls apart. And it's truly a stick. Yes. It's not a log. It's not something of substance. It's a stick. No. That just breaks the whole time. A rotting. How many
0: rotting branches do you think they had to.
1: Probably just like one hero branch. I hope
0: so. Knocked it out in one Screen
1: pick. used. You could probably buy it at some sort of prop house. We got
0: it. We got it, guys. <laughs> you did it, Mike. Great job.
1: I don't know if it was him doing this or just the general vibe, but this is when things start getting spooky. Yes, the tombstone starts bleeding. A we lot. see that Morty in a rocking chair. How did he like get rocking outside? Rocking back and forth. There's like a ghostly wind blowing everywhere. Morty's arm unstiffens. And at the house, the crew is all getting into the mood. Mm-hmm. They're carving pumpkins, horsing around. Then. Mike goes to talk to Peg She takes her hair down Which as everyone knows is the international symbol for Uh
0: I want to have sex And then he caresses her face (laughs) And they smooch dramatically and grossly
1: Ned overhears them And he runs to tell the others before They're
0: they're having sex guys I'm 25 years old
1: There's this, like, big bang because Chris is carrying around Morty mm-hmm. and pretending he's being killed. which she is. Oh, they also throw some exposition at us that Chris is Peg's brother.
0: Yes. He's always like this. Again,
1: in a naturalistic way, mm-hmm. they were like, she was just like, my brother's being an asshole. Instead of, like, bro, you need- <laughs> you're always like this, bro.
0: Mom always said <laughs> when we were kids, I was the serious one, and he was like, watch.
1: the whole crew gathers in the hall uh, around crow and morty whose arm got damaged and crow really gives uh, a dressing down to chris yes like this is a spiritual symbol Mm -hmm. i wouldn't go around defecating all the crucifix yeah. what was the word i was uh, trying to
0: think of Desecrating. desecrate desecrating yeah. i
1: mean defecating works too well you can want what you can you <laughs> do
0: one to do the other but, yeah um this is when chris comes up with the virgin morty mm-hmm. and says it several times which you know you know that's got to piss off morty <laughs> right he that had must. to have sex at some point
1: Ben peg and mike Put on a dramatic theater production where they fake a fight and push Peg down the stairs to teach Chris a lesson.
0: There's a lot of other horror movie references in this. And I was like, this must be The Exorcist when she's going down the stairs. Oh, maybe. Because of the way it was shot, you know, like straight from the bottom. Uh Uh, But uh, I think
1: she maybe just wanted to do a stunt well she it's
0: all thanks to her gymnastics, gymnastics class. they're finally paying off. <laughs> Can you imagine if you could just do that? just throw yourself down the stairs in public? That's a basis for a great YouTube pranks channel.
1: This whole That's thing a free one upsets Mike who says it's way too close to home. Because it is. And then he goes to see Crow, who tells him that his dad was a good man who lost himself to his fear. To and Mike, will, fear. must learn to control the fear before it consumes him.
0: Thanks, Crow.
1: And Mike asks Crow what he's afraid of. Horses. horses. Which is f- funny, considering he's in a barn.
0: With a horse that's looking
1: right at him. And then from behind him, Grandpa comes in and threatens to do something to Crow yeah, if basically... he doesn't stop telling Mike things.
0: Uh, and... It's like immediately as soon as Mike leaves.
1: So it's like one of those waiting in the shadows,
0: revolving door, like walk on, walk off scenes.
1: While Mike goes up to the attic, he puts his face mask on, Mm -hmm. sort of, but then he gets interrupted by (gasps) Mans.
0: Thank God. Um, Who knows what? I like that scene because it reminded me of uh, the mask in the mask with the mask, mm -hmm. Jim Carrey.
1: And so he has to go look for his grandfather. Mm-hmm. So he goes outside mm-hmm. to go to the barn and mm-hmm. he starts hearing a deep and scary voice. Where are you? About how fear is coming for him. Mike. Ah! You can't stop. Ah! Mike.
0: Mike, I'm coming for you. Fear is coming for you. Somebody? Mike. If you can't be quiet. The fear is and then coming. He starts having
1: his dizzy spell He passes out.
0: They're worms, Michael.
1: Inside the barn, Crow finally realizes the talisman's gone. Then he sees some feathers and he goes to pick them up, and then, a then hay bale. he gets hit with a hay bale. A tactical
0: hay bale descends from the rafters
1: and then kicked in the head by a horse.
0: Yes, to death. I did like how. Uh Really, this is all caused by Chris and his stupid prank. Exactly, yeah. And if Chris hadn't done this, none of this would have happened. None of it. So maybe he can make choices. (laughs) He just makes bad ones.
1: Mike wakes up there with no horse and the blood on his hands. Mm -hmm. And then his grandma finds him. And you can tell that she's already covered this up because she's holding a broken piece of wood in her hand. Oh, I didn't
0: think about that. And then she tells him to just like go back to his friends. So can I just... Later, we come to find out that uh Morty can shift his shape. Yes, the horse was Morty this whole time. No. Okay, because didn't the horse disappear?
1: I think the horse probably ran out oh, when the gate was open. Crow smashed through the like gate.
0: Oh yeah, it would go walk. I would hope if I was a horse. That's and maybe
1: like ma'am's moved it or something that's true as well
0: gotta wash the hoof off
1: ned spies on chris and jennifer as they sneak off into the woods he's all jealous and then trish comes to give him a pep talk yeah and and get him to start the pool heater yeah
0: you can either be a third wheel or you can help me out which is like (laughs) cool this is what friendship is all about but
1: ned hates water Mm -hmm. jennifer and chris end up getting sort of lost in the woods and they see a white dog definitely a dog
0: yes not a wolf but uh oh, howoo! Also,
1: Chris is bad at directions, so they run away.
0: Even though he's the man and he should make gun at them, she says. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mike sets Morty up in the attic and then puts the the mask on and he sees his father's face in the uh-oh, mirror, like we mentioned earlier. Uh-oh. Ah, it's a classic mirror smashing scene.
0: He smashes the shit out of it, even though it repairs itself later. And then seemingly. he punches Morty. Then he Morty falls over. Uh oh. Disrespecting Morty, <laughs> it's never gonna go well.
1: Elsewhere, Lisa Ann and Mitch are walking by the water. Mm-hmm. She t- she tells him that she's extremely religious, and he like he's laying it on really thick in the sea. I
0: love that you have hid- hidden depths. You're interested in politics.
1: Uh, you, you know, I'm, she she comes. She's up interested that, in yeah. politics. Yeah. He's like, I never discuss religion and politics, and I'm heavily religious, and I'm into po-, And she's like, Oh, you're into politics. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, of course. So he knows the stuff that she likes, and he's just trying to, like, get in her pants, really. Of Telling her how pretty she is, that her beauty comes from within.
0: Yes, like you said, laying it on thick. And she
1: asks about Trish. And he's like... It's, it's... a relationship of convenience.
0: And she sees right through yeah, it. Yeah, she's
1: way smarter than that.
0: She's Rant like, no. Uh, isn't there, like, a scream? Are they all going looking for someone?
1: Yeah, because um, Lisa Ann and... Uh, Mitch run into uh, Jennifer yes. and Chris, who then hear the scream from Trish because there's, there's a, rattle a rattlesnake, snake, and, and then she's Ned climbed up a tree,
0: which very quickly, yeah, good for her. Ned decapitates it.
1: By getting very close to it, with a big old knife. We see that Trish is just like fully up in this tree.
0: Like a cat. like Literally like a cat. And she's like, Mitch, you gotta catch me. She's
1: afraid of snakes. Mitch is afraid of heights because he can't even get up to her.
0: Not even like half a foot off the ground. And
1: then I believe it's implied that this snake is the stew that they eat later.
0: Oh my God. I love it. That's great. (laughs) Snake stew. And you're right because the very next scene we get to see the... I mean this house is massive. This kitchen is upsetting yeah. to look at.
1: <laughs> Mam's busy whipping up in the kitchen.
0: Ugh. There's this like very high weird island that's completely <laughs> impractical. I was very upsetting to look at. But yeah, she's making the stew. She's dressed in darkness because that's her fear. I liked that. I Me thought that too. Was, she's
1: all black. And then Peg comes in, she's dressed as a clown. Mm-hmm. She gets Peg to set the table. And then we see Jennifer's costume, which is a big box because of claustrophobia. Smart. Ned I don't know how else Is I dressed mean. as a shark because he's afraid of water mm-hmm. and because of jaws. I really liked Chris's costume. He's a blank sheet covered in question marks because he's afraid of decisions. I thought that was really clever.
0: Yes. And it wasn't like one of your stereotypical frat white costumes
1: from these movies. Exactly. Yeah. We know Trish is afraid of snakes and mm-hmm. she's wearing this like business suit. Snake skin. Lisa Ann is wearing a beautiful red designer gown because she's afraid of blood. She, and it's made of blood. It's fucking great.
0: Yes. And then mm-hmm. uh, finally, Mitch comes and he's like, I'm not afraid of anything. I'm just wearing my little vest.
1: And then Trish tells everyone he's afraid of heights. What? How
0: embarrassing.
1: <laughs> and he does this like shocked face thing <laughs> that I really liked. like. Like, <gasps>
0: oh can't believe you would betray me maybe the director's like come on man you're shocked about this she just like ruined your life
1: mike is dressed in a tux mm-hmm. because he's afraid of commitment and grandfather is absent because he just doesn't want to be there yeah. and as we learn later he's locked upstairs
0: well he's afraid of rats so he's in the wall <laughs>
1: the lights go out grandmother's like
0: oh it's dark." very convincingly
1: and mike comes in he gives a big speech about how he's been weird the past couple of Mm -hmm. days but then he starts to propose to peg and then the lights explode to break up the moment
0: Uh oh the power box there's a lot of lightning and sparks and stuff
1: he and mams go downstairs to change the fuse Mm -hmm. and and the party sort of breaks up except for jennifer who just sits there with morty at the head of the table as you do Mike and Mams find Crow in the basement, which surprises Mams because she didn't leave him there.
0: She always used to clean up for your father, yeah. Mike.
1: Uh-oh. They reconvene and then they see Jennifer's costume in the corner. They initially are like, oh, she probably went to the bathroom and wouldn't yeah. fit in there. Which but, makes sense. But there's
0: blood smeared. Oozing and out <laughs> seeping of Seeping all over and it. She's
1: all folded up inside, dismembered. Ouch. Out. Off screen, but still mm-hmm. Grizzly
0: Especially when they get to open it. I yeah. guess you really don't want to see someone shoved into a box <laughs> yeah. to death. That'd be pretty unpleasant.
1: Press the, or plus, the budgetary constraints probably <laughs> contributed to that as hey, well. Hey, maybe it should have been Peg, am I right? With all those gymnastic lessons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this
1: spurs Mike to tell the rest of them all of the sort of details of his past. And he says Morty's killing mm-hmm. people, which they don't believe, of which course is fine. Not. And they all just want to leave for obvious reasons. um they start throwing out accusations,
0: and Mitch keeps being like, "Are you kidding? There's no way that it's Morty. You really expect it. like he's the one who's really delivering it in a way that's very believable.
1: and Mike makes the great point if he did do it, he would be covered in blood. which they does not come up enough in these movies." They keep Fucking doubting him throughout this entire movie, yeah.
0: even though he's wearing a white tuxedo shirt with all of the little layers nicely pressed on it, zero blood on it.
1: There's no way you could dismember a corpse like that and come off scot free. Or do uh,
0: like half of the shit that he's alleged to have done in this. Frustrating.
1: Peg doesn't want to abandon Mike. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they want to get packed first. I'd just fucking leave. There's a yeah. dead body, but that okay. So your that...
0: friend just got dismembered, and they're all like. I don't know. We should talk about what to do. That
1: is something that really bothers me about this movie, mm-hmm. and it's just honestly poor writing in that... I guess it could be poor direction, too. Maybe I they did
0: have time to be emotional.
1: I think the acting is good in this movie. I have no mm-hmm. complaints about the acting. There was no standout like bad acting. Everyone did a good job mm-hmm. because... It's filmed in Canada, so it's a lot of Canadian actors. Ernest. The reactions to people dying was just nothing. They had no reaction really strongly to anything that was going on.
0: Like, what are the odds that all of their reaction would just be numbness? Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of frustrating. And,
1: I, I don't know, I guess that could be the direction to... It just felt like they didn't react to anything that was going on in, like, a meaningful way. It was just mm-hmm. all about, like, helping Mike. You Basically...
0: Know? Plot advancement. I
1: guess all of these characters, for the most part, just exist to help Mike.
0: Exactly, exactly. But what are you going to do when you only have an hour and twenty minutes to fit all this in there, baby?
1: They all split up of for course. obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. It's like Chris and Ned, Lisa not, and Mitch. I'm not abandoning uh, Mike. Trish and Mams, which mm-hmm. I liked. I think I would have liked to see more of them. Yeah, going around get Ride some or of die. their banter. Night
0: and the snake. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mitch really... That's that's my
0: proposition for their their team name.
1: You keep fucking with Lisa Ann. Yeah. (laughs) Keep trying to get in those pants. Bro. I hated this. <laughs> I hated
0: this so much because he's like, you know, you know, we're gonna die when we're close to death. You never feel more alive. Am I right, ladies?
1: And then she opens the wardrobe and finds Morty yeah. in there, and it's sort of like a goosebump style thing where he just cuts away. He's just like his eyes go big and he's like, Ooh, yeah, I'm staring at you. It like cuts away to um, Peg and mm-hmm. Mike finding the talisman in the hallway yes oh here it is yeah well this will solve everything and then back at the lisa ann and mitch she wakes up having passed out she's laid out like snow white in the bed And now something. she's horny because she thinks they're gonna die
0: yes and they start smooching under the watchful eyes of morty, morty. Just standing <laughs> yeah. there how
1: did he get in the closet
0: that's fine let's just let it watch
1: us which it does. Exactly. Everyone's getting horny for some reason. Lisa, or Peg and Mike are back in the dining room, and Peg asks the boat question to Mike. And he like, is like, Well, probably my dog. Know. My old, old yeller. And, and an old crab who's complaining about the cold, <laughs> like she always <laughs> does.
0: Now imagine that you're 60 and you're in a boat in the middle of a lake. Who's with you? Don't think, just answer. I don't know. My trusty dog Yeller. Oh, and some old
1: crab complaining about the cold, like she always does. Cute. It was pretty cute.
0: Yeah, but like a classic misdirection.
1: Everybody's horny. Mm Mm-hmm. Poor Jennifer just gets killed off screen and barely referenced again. Can you imagine how bad it would smell in that house having yeah. someone
0: put, ripped apart and put into a box? And it's in the bathroom. They can't go to the bathroom
1: now. Then from behind her, Chris grabs Peg and drags her into the kitchen, <gasps> which scares Mike. And then he starts having visions and passes out again immediately. They're uh, taking Peg with them, whether she wants to or not. Like, like Ned they and lift Chris, her yeah. up.
0: And they're carrying her by her shoulders and her legs.
1: Through the courtyard. Weird. And upstairs, Lisa Mm -hmm. Ann and Mitch are fucking.
0: And then Morty is like. Both of them are wearing clothes. So it's sort of like Fritage. Basically. Yeah. Uh, And he comes up. uh, She doesn't scream at her anything. She's just sort of like. Like trying to push him off. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, oh, you like it rough. Yeah, Yeah. Like classic, like cartoon logic.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then when he finally sees it he's like,
0: "What the hell?"
1: Then he punches Mitch and throws him out the window. And he has a one-liner, which he starts to do now, I guess. Yeah, I guess. What is going down? I
0: thought he was going to say "Enjoy your flight" or something. Uh,
1: m- might as well have. <laughs> yeah. That... So he dies as he lived, afraid of heights. I one thing I did like mm-hmm. Lisa Ann does try and fight back. She does. She, she like jumps, jumps on, on his him. Back. But she has just lost her virgin powers.
0: Mm. And he, first of all, smashes her head against the toilet. So she starts to bleed yeah. into the toilet. And then drowns her in the bloody toilet water.
1: Which is her worst fear. Again, very clever way to, to do get it. that into a killing Instead thing. Instead of
0: drowning her in blood or, or something. Or like exsanguination.
1: Mm-hmm. I did like it. And at least now she won't have to pay for that dress. It really was for True. <laughs> so we've got two more down. The outside crew are getting spooked because they see the dead body. Mm-hmm. Trish and Mams find Mask mask with the mic on. Mask Mike with, with the, the mic. mask on. <laughs> L- just lying
0: there. Oh, he must have done it.
1: Trish sees Lisa dead body. Chris covers Mitch's body with the barbecue cover, which, which I really liked. Very, very funny. Very funny. And it sets it up for later when Ned gets tied to the barbecue, oh, which doesn't have the cover on I it. I see. Probably mm-hmm. more likely to drown if you it would have had the cover on. Yeah, because it. it would have suffocated Wrapped them. up in yeah. The,
0: yeah, just like when people jump in pool mm-hmm. pool liners or the pool toppers.
1: Mike wakes up, says he didn't do it. He has mm-hmm. to find Morty. Trish thinks it's Mike, and then she covers Lisa Ann with a the towel. There's yeah. a lot of like respect for a dead bodies. Of a lot of corpse cover. We see that there's a Peg doppelganger. Uh, we don't ooh. know that, but. Like we know that. Yes. Walking around as Mike gets up to the attic and he has another episode and passes out. Mm -hmm. Then when he wakes up, he's covered in blood, which doesn't make sense because Peg is hung.
0: Yes, it does. It literally and there's like a trail of blood leading to her body, (laughs) which I guess what it's going to be
1: a trail of breadcrumbs. I guess, yeah. yeah. And somebody's locked in the wardrobe. Mm -hmm. It's grandfather. Oh no! Thank God, there's no God in this house. I've
0: done this grandfather don't you see there's blood on these hands what did you think of mike
1: as like a lead whatever like the acting i don't think the acting is bad no um as a character and i know i'm gonna catch heat for this because i always do when i'm vocal about this i don't necessarily like male leads in slasher movies
0: I just don't care. I Mainly the thing that I didn't like about this is it's great that you're confronting these demons in your past, but you don't do it by relying on your childhood friends yeah. to do a ritual. Like in this context, right? Mm-hmm. He's putting all of his eggs in this basket that he doesn't he doesn't understand, yeah, uh, or fully appreciate what's going to happen. Exactly. He's just using it instead of like I don't know, going to therapy.
1: Oh, what about this punch <laughs> up? Remove the First Nations Indigenous aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, his mother was into witchcraft, which is why she was dressed as a witch.
0: Yeah. It's a they have to
1: come together as like a coven to form the circle mm-hmm. to banish the evil spirit that is Morty. This evil killer who's.
0: Yes, I like that where it's sort of like Twin Peaks where it's like this evil traveler yeah. spirit. See, that's good. <laughs> I like the evil traveler spirit because it doesn't need, to... you don't need to explain it. It's a exactly. force of nature.
1: At this point, Mike thinks it's him who's mm-hmm. done it. Like I said,
0: blood on these hands, grandfather. <laughs>
1: grandfather fully believes him he's like no it's morty i saw i saw him what done it they covered the fake body again but they're locked up there grandfather's like i too had the urge mm-hmm. but i fought it off your father wasn't <laughs> strong enough i love that confession
0: Yes, yeah. it's like yes we're serial killers and it's exactly like dexter but
1: <laughs> you <laughs> but you can
0: overcome it if you really try or even care about it a little bit they
1: take way too long trying to break this door down (sighs) instead (sighs) of using the axe that mike literally just used to break grandfather out of the
0: thing like don't you need to save people like break out the window yeah i don't know easier than breaking through this they do eventually
1: start doing it who am
0: i to criticize what people in distress think to do
1: So Trish, Chris, and Ned are waiting for Peg. Then we see the body in the attic disappear. Under the sheet.
0: It's Morty. Maybe that was why they kept covering them with sheets so that they could do the deflating under the sheet thing (laughs) where it's like, ooh, look at that.
1: He does his teleport thing, which is the power he gains now. And he pops outside and starts beating the shit out of Chris. Well, I like that because he tricks them by appearing in the
0: clown costume. So Exactly. They, Chris obviously can't tell the difference, just like me, between even his sister and other women. Yeah. Let alone sister and trees. I
1: do like that this is like in the moment that they're like, oh, it is Morty. Oh, shit. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, fuck. God damn it. God, can you imagine how discouraging that would be? Exactly. You, an eldritch horror, basically, that I can't control <laughs> or understand. God damn it!
1: And Morty's about to kill Chris, but then uh, Mike and Grandpa are making their escape, and he senses it. So he's got to go back up there. Teleports there, and then transforms into Mike's dad. Honestly, fantastic casting for Mike's dad. They looked very mm-hmm. similar. I The familial... Resemblance was very good. Okay. Sort of falls under his thrall for a yeah, second, which And then I was then, like,
0: "Uh oh!"
1: Is it Grandpa who like kicks him down out of the attic? Well, they're
0: like struggle. Grandpa's like, "Not, not my grandson, you son of a bitch!" And like grabs, and then there's a big tussle, and then Mike falls down
1: that attic. Oh, okay. Like, I wasn't I sure. Can't. I thought Grandpa like kicked him down. To be, and like, then he was like, "Get out of here! Go like, escape! Save yourself!" Yeah.
0: I'm old, and then Morty attacks yeah. and <laughs> shuts the closet door which I thought that they had broken down, but whatever.
1: Then Morty beats Grandpa up and manifests a bunch of rats to come to him. And then the
0: rats eat him to death, which would be sucked. Yeah. Unless they eat the whole thing and it's just a skeleton.
1: Mike goes downstairs and Peg, and it's real Peg, mm-hmm. is just standing there staring out a window that has the curtains closed.
0: Oh Mike, I've been looking everywhere, everywhere for, for you. you. I'm not an ethereal very at weird all. thing for
1: her to be doing. And sus.
0: And her, like, Michael Myers clown costume. And
1: he understandably is like, this is a hallucination, one of Morty's illusions. I'll fend you off with this chair, lady. And then to tell if it's her, he asks her the boat question, so he knows she's real. And she knows it. And then Mike gives her the talisman. Mm. They go to leave the house uh, where the others are waiting in the car. Can I just say, I just realized
0: something. That's how you know he's not afraid anymore because he gives it to her and she's the most important thing now. He doesn't oh, care if he dies. smart.
1: As as she's okay. It's very smart. I like yeah. that. They are all outside in this car. Morty follows them out. They decide to run him over Which, and then he turns into a tree and they, and they smash you it. You gotta
0: stop while he's turning into a tree. He's transforming. He's not snapping his fingers.
1: They're all knocked unconscious. Um, morty takes ned ties him to the barbecue and pushes it in the pool which i thought very good what a, again what
0: a casually brute mm-hmm. it reminded me of like funny games you know uh-huh. well actually funny games came out i think before this the original like oh really german
1: one that might have been who i'm giving it too much credit <laughs> but i loved how casual what? It was. i think that this whatever this movie is not the best movie in the world I think the kills in this movie are very well thought out. I think all of their costumes are thought out Mm -hmm. to make the kills make sense. Oh, I I agree with you. But I love just how casual it was where he's just like,
0: you're in the fucking water and you're dead now. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Swim. The car is leaking gas and Morty Mm -hmm. drags Chris out and he handcuffs him to the car. Using Chris's own sexy time handcuffs. And he gives him an axe to either cut his hand off or burn to death again Mm.
0: clever yes and especially for a movie like this where you're not expecting it to be like oh this brutal like (laughs) the game's evil minds think of
1: and as someone who also can't make decisions Mm -hmm. i could really relate to that yes because (laughs) i'd probably be like "Mm. i'm just gonna die i'm yeah the car's gonna explode and i'll die
0: (laughs) yeah and that's better than bleeding to death
1: and (laughs) while he's being handcuffed uh Mike and Peg flee, yes. which leaves Trish to unceremoniously die off screen. Does uh, she? Yeah, she just burns alive in the car. She goes up with the car. It doesn't show it or anything. No one acknowledges that she's dead. Your kid, I've thought for sure when
0: Grandma comes up in the end in that muscle car that she was there with them. No, it was
1: Peg and their grandmother. Oh, yeah, makes me so mad. I know it sucks because she had actual death. Like, depth, and deserved, like, a death scene. She could have been this movie's Helen Shivers.
0: Or it could have been, like, um, how about this? They're back inside, and they're they are going to go, and they're like, we shouldn't just leave all this food. Yeah. And so she starts eating the stew, and she chokes to death on a piece of snake. <laughs>
1: okay. I like it. Yeah.
0: I think that's funny here. Right?
1: Uh, Morty tries to force Mike to stab Peg, but they're able to get away, and then they go back to get Chris. And he tells Mike to cut his arm off, but Mike just cuts the cuffs.
0: Oh, uh, why didn't? And I there
1: was more that? than enough time for someone to help Trish. Yes, get her out of the front yes. seat while he's doing this. Maybe
0: that was how that was how the snakeskin worked back in it because she made a big thing that's like it's synthetic,
1: so it like melted
0: onto her, and I like don't know, caught on fire. I don't
1: think. I just think they didn't think it through, or maybe idea. She ends up in that tall tree, right? Maybe that was Morty, and she was supposed to die from that rattlesnake. I see. At the time, well,
0: justice for Trish.
1: Yeah, justice for Trish. One hundred percent. She could have been the Helen Shivers of this movie, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's a missed opportunity Mm -hmm. that she was not. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Mams and Peg smash through the garage. And Morty intervenes. Mike lights himself a torch up because yeah. Wood doesn't like fire. What are
0: you afraid of, Morty, you son, of a, son of a birch?
1: And then Peg smashes a kerosene lamp, and he gets set ablaze. Teamwork. See, if I were to do a punch-up, mm-hmm. I, I would have Trish come and do the kerosene lamp, having escaped the fire, or she's got that fucking Maserati. Ooh. She drives out, knocks him back into the fire. That's how Something I would do that
0: it. Uses the, or her cigarettes. Like yeah, she taught. I mean, I guess the car's already yeah. on <laughs> But what I, I agree, justice for Trish, Hashtag justice for Trish, Octothorpe justice for Trish.
1: If they go to the pool, Ned has somehow survived, gotten free of his restraints. I
0: think he's he brought the which is smart of him, he just dragged the barbecue to the shallow end ah. and then stood up.
1: And he's no longer afraid of water.
0: Yeah, and, and see, this is why I thought Trish survived.
1: I don't think so now.
0: Because well, I'll talk about it later.
1: And it, like straight up, Trish over Ned any day of the week.
0: A thousand percent. A thousand percent. <laughs> Who's Ned? Who is Accountant. he? Accountant. That's all we know. Accountant, <laughs> lecherous, listening in on couples rendezvousing in, in liaisons in private.
1: Rude. <laughs> they go inside and they discuss how nobody would believe the truth. Mm-hmm. Mike looks at his dad's portrait and Peg gives him the talisman and he hangs it over the portrait. They leave and then the face changes to his face and what is can only be described as abysmal a psycho-esque <laughs> uh, abysmal overlay. Photoshopping or something. I have never really known what that ending means.
0: Maybe there's a sequel. Duty? I don't know. Like that's maybe that's what it was trying to leave open. Like um, is he
1: possessed by his dad, or is it or it is it just like Maybe that's the part of him that's now like that, his dad. That's now stuck that there? his time is over, like maybe it All started right. as the grandfather, and then when his time passed, it became the father in a portrait. Mm-hmm. And then now that his time has passed, it's, it's him. And then, because here's the thing I did notice a few times in this movie mm-hmm. that Peg would be like holding her stomach, and they mentioned kids multiple times. Mm-hmm. So I think Peg maybe might have been pregnant.
0: Nice but i do not know good for good intuition because sure. i was spending the whole time writing shit down yeah <laughs> like
1: so quickly trying to get it all down it, honestly if that was intentional the subtlety there fantastic mm-hmm. but i don't know that it would be i don't want to give it too much credit <laughs> for something like that i don't know what yeah. do you think
0: i don't know either i think it would have definitely had a depth to it it would explain because i was like wouldn't wouldn't it be more powerful and more of like a movie moment if if Trish was like, there's only one question you got to ask yourself <laughs> instead of there's two questions you got to ask yourself. Yeah. One that's never going to come back into play. A throwaway that I'm just going to mention. <laughs> and two, the most important fucking question of your life. Maybe it was like, I was thinking about this. Maybe it's like, that's the, that's the evil, the fear part of Mike is stuck in the portrait now. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Portrait of Dorian Gray. It's something else I thought of. Her name's Peg. Like a peg leg? No, like a peg. Like he puts the thing on her. He hangs the talisman on her. Oh. And then he like hangs hangs it up at the end gotcha. on the peg. Because like, okay, the people who survived. The mom. Yes. She's already darkness. I don't think she's even afraid of the dark, frankly. <laughs> she has that black candle, witchcraft. Again. See? And the stew. They mention it over and over again. Potioned. She's like a witch. Yeah. So maybe there's something going on there. So she's already in the darkness. She's not afraid of anything, and therefore Morty doesn't kill her. Uh, Chris, he never actually had to make a decision because uh, Mike, Mike made, made his, it for him. <laughs> Mike <laughs> made it for him. Peg had the talisman, right? It was hung on her. Yeah. And then Ned overcame his fear exactly by yes. swimming and that's why i thought trish survived because it wasn't real snake skin that
1: would i mean that would make sense but <laughs> but then she it died.
0: was it wasn't real
1: blood either yeah. i think she should have lived hello hi our 40 our 40 degrees our <laughs> six degrees <laughs> so first it's well it's because of the credit that is our six degrees of Jamie lee so we have uh, emmanuel vaugier who is in 40 days and 40 nights mm-hmm. with griffin dunn who is in my girl with JLC. So it's a pretty easy one.
0: JLC. The JLC.
1: Next week, our episode comes out on Friday and Halloween is on Saturday.
0: Ooh. Mm-hmm. I, think I think we're talking mean, Season hell of night?
1: Yeah. Halloween Eve. I think we're doing Season of the Witch. We might flip the script, and do Halloween 4.
0: Sure, that's fine by me. Um,
1: but we'll probably do Season of the Witch. I think it'll just depend if we want to watch um, a long movie or a mm-hmm. shorter movie when it comes time to like, do the pod. But I, we'll plan to do Season of the, the Witch. Day, yeah.
0: When I hang up my hat and take my tie off.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we could always record it on the weekend. What? I know. We never I do. Like, we, we suggest that's those times that sometimes, and we never do it.
0: <laughs> our listeners will rebel.
1: So would you like to talk about our social media sure. or
0: anything? Uh, you can join us definitely first blood on Instagram.
1: Def First Blood on Twitter. You can email us definitely firstblood at gmail.com. We did receive a delightful oh, email yes. from uh, Terry Zarchi, the son of Meyer Zarchi recently um, very, about our I Spit on Your Grave episode. And that a, was really nice. A very
0: thoughtful and kind email. It was very it was awesome. Sincerely thank you for reaching out. That Means a lot to it us. Does. It was Actually, it was really, really nice. Yeah, and because we we love that movie and the we message love is that, that it sends. movie. Yeah, it's such so, a good movie.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess that's it. Yeah.
0: Check out the I spit on your. Yeah, Brave check episode. out my
1: posters on. Yeah, definitely that do. thing. Uh, Instagram. I might start a separate Instagram, but it would mostly be reposts. So it's I don't know because I do have a Scream Five poster that I've been working on. <laughs> for god it's probably close to a month now and maybe it'll be done <laughs> i think it'll be done soon i thought it was gonna be done last week and then it it wasn't i guess we'll see because i don't know if i want to post that on our like podcast instagram <laughs> whatever i'm rambling we'll just have to <laughs> do a scream
0: 5 podcast so you can use it even though scream Five's not out yet
1: exactly all right um bye goodbye bye do making noise that can only mean one thing au revoir Rumor, you can make noise now. Bye. Bye. Bye.